up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. The heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. Back again for another exciting episode of Pace the Nation as we get close to the Thanksgiving Day holiday. I'm your host, Chris Farley. And back with me today to get us through this episode to my right or across from me is Tess Strike. Tess, what's hey, up? Hey, how's it going? I waited my turn this week. You did. You, did. you waited patiently, <laughs> silently over there. Uh, we didn't want to break po- protocol because, of course, our other co-host to my left, William E. Docs, he'd be upset. But Docs, what's up? He would be very honorary. <laughs> he would be. And that's mm-hmm. the norm. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank I'll just for... have to be ornery about something else. It's the holiday season, man. Come mm. on. No, bah, no, need humbug. To be, no need to be ornery. <laughs> Ordinary? Ornery. What's the word? Ornery. Ornery. Yeah, no mm-hmm. need. No Ornament? need, man. Ornamental? <laughs> it is close to Thanksgiving. Uh, well, it's past Thanksgiving in this whole space Tomorrow time. is Thanksgiving yes. in our bubble. Yes. And last week, or depending on when they listen to it, last year, last <laughs> month, whatever, for our, for our listeners. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I hope everybody had a... Or for uh, anybody binging, it might be tomorrow. Uh, hope everybody had a uh, good Thanksgiving. We will talk about our Thanksgiving plans today on the, the program. Hopefully. And then we're going to do a 36-minute uh, segment on what we're thankful for. Yes, we could do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we just lost some listeners. Um, <laughs> we will uh, talk some Thanksgiving, and we can throw in what we're thankful for. Nah. Uh, hopefully you guys are, are doing a turkey trot tomorrow, and hopefully the listeners have done and enjoyed turkey trots. Chris, do you know what I'm thankful for? Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that we're skipping the thankful segment. <laughs> All right. So we will skip that segment if you want to skip it, but if you want to add in what you're thankful for, we can do that as well. Uh, so we'll talk some Thanksgiving today on the program. Also in today's program, uh, we've got uh, some congratulations in order. Uh, we want to thank our listeners for uh, somebody who won something big. So we'll... Uh, Ooh, I hope it's me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later in the program. Uh, we've got some bird scooter, um, and you know, just the theme of the sh- show continues. Mm-hmm. Some bird scooter updates. This show has evolved from dogs to bird scooters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, bird scooter update. Uh, hopefully, Docs can fill us in on um, some tidbits on some bird scooter mm-hmm. uh, activity recently. Spoiler: uh, the ornery doesn't go away. <laughs> um, we're we're gonna stick on Docs and have a health update. We need that. Uh, that's very important. It's a doc-centric show. Uh, also, today's program, we want to talk about the NCAA championships that happened. Uh, the Division One champs happened last week. And D3. And D3. Uh, yeah, actually. We can talk D1, D2, D3, whatever we want. NCAA champs in cross-country happened, and we can uh, touch on that. Uh, and then uh, we are excited today to be joined by a, uh, a, a special guest. I'm excited about this high school student who I met at the DCXC uh, Invitational. I was very impressed with him. He was the sophomore winner of the uh, varsity race. His name is Vincent Kamani. He's a Wilson High School sophomore. Uh, <laughs> he is a star upcoming up and coming star runner for Wilson High School a current star runner at Wilson High School who just finished his cross country season he's going to talk about uh, the DCXC uh, race uh, his season what the DCXC project has meant to him uh, it's not often I, I brag I don't mm-hmm. like to brag 
That's not that, true. That, much. <laughs> that is not true at all. I don't brag oh often. Oh my gosh! If you didn't talk about yourself, <laughs> but I I do want to brag about the DCXC project, mm-hmm. uh, and and Vincent is going to help me do that. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of what we've accomplished uh, over the last six to seven years with the DCXC project, and uh, Vincent's a great example of what uh, that project has produced. So uh, yeah, I guess you'd take. Uh, I'm I'm okay with issue with me saying I don't brag. Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) Uh, When you brag about yourself, I have Mm -hmm. zero problem when you talk about how amazing your staff is. (laughs) Right, right. And that's mostly what the DCXC project is. We'll talk about what Desmond's done and the whole staff for uh, DCXC. Uh, And then finally, we want to pay tribute to a, a Washington area running trailblazer. So we'll do that towards the end of the show. Um. But before we get to that, uh, let's let's go back to the Thanksgiving topic here at hand. No, uh, it's gonna. <laughs> I I can talk. I can uh, transition out of that pretty okay. quick because okay. there's something I want to talk okay. about right, at, you the, can, at the top you, of the show. All right, go ahead. You go ahead, and then we we can talk some Thanksgiving. Well, I'm curious at Thanksgiving how much heat my little sister's going to give me because she actually coached with Pellegrini at the beginning of his career, and that never came up in our interview. Wow, last week. Mm. But I didn't want to tell her. I, I don't like spoiling the show for her, which Ooh. is why I didn't let her know who the next guest was going to be. I so, like her to get it just like everybody else. So, you know, for everybody out there, again, the space-time continuum, uh, th- that show actually hit the airways today. We're, right. We're doing, you know, the, the show's early this week, recording the show early this week because of the holiday, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you haven't gotten reaction from your sister yet. Not yet. Who is going to be very disappointed? Well, I don't know. I'm 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 curious what her reaction is going to be when I see her at our family mm, okay. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Every other year, uh, I get to hang out with uh, both my sisters. That you know, they have to cycle between in-laws and and their their own family. And okay, and and this year, it's both my sisters' families are coming over to my parents' house, so it's going to be a full house, full docs crew. Yeah. Nice, that's um, good. The whole the whole family nice uh and so i'm kind of curious what her reaction is going to be and of course she won't hear this uh before but she did coach with pellegrini ah that's disappointment didn't talk about will she have binged listened to that show before thanksgiving as thanksgiving is in real time tomorrow she she listens uh pretty regularly so so she uh, and i'm i'm and i suspect that when she sees it she might be well, that's true. Uh, Excited about that yeah. program because yeah, she exactly. knows Pellegrini. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she ran. She she was a stud runner in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, she coached there as well. So she's obviously big in on the Spartans. Well, Doc's sister, I'm sorry we omitted you from that last week's show. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy last week's show. I did uh, too. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really. Uh, we should talk about West Springfield State champions more often. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to talk some more high school cross country, mm-hmm. so uh, you know we're not going to get totally away from it. Try today to slide with, that with, in with, there with Vincent. Uh, we're going to switch to DC, though. Sorry, Docs, uh, today. But so you're going to be with your sisters, the whole Docs crew mm-hmm. together. Sisters at my parents' house. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you guys going to do a turkey trot in the morning? Is there a traditional? We've never turkey? we've never really? done that. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, it, like my younger sister and I are uh, the bigger runners in the family. Me, me being in my advanced age, quite big now. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but I don't want to put my little sister in that category. Um, my dad ran when we were kids; like he ran a couple uh, marathons. He, he ran Marine Corps a couple times, mm-hmm. um, and and he ran as well. But 
my mom, my sister don't run at all. So turkey trots just weren't a thing in the yeah the exactly family. Okay. exactly. Uh, Tess, Did, what what about you? Are you uh, going to head off to a turkey trot tomorrow morning? And what are, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? We're not trotters. Our no, family is really? not a group of trotters. Really? We don't do it. Okay, all right. But we're fair. hosting, so I have to spend my entire Ooh. evening tonight baking pies. Oh, so. Is that your specialty? Is that what you're... It's uh, my assigned task. I wouldn't really call it my specialty. specialty. Okay. So you're baking pies. Your mom's doing the rest of the heavy lifting for the... Um, she says she is, and then we pass a lot of it on to my brother. So any mm. potato peeling, vegetable chopping, turkey basting, that's all his wow. department. See how sexist Farley is? He's like, well, if you're doing the pies, your mom must be the only other I, I one just that never, I'm, I didn't mean to... to, to mm-hmm. I didn't mean to insinuate that at all Tess, do you have I, any sisters or aunts who might also I, be helping i just have never done surprise surprise any cooking for thanksgiving nothing you nothing. didn't even have to never. peel a potato no, nothing never. No. actually wow. never you have been spared yeah, i know um but I, I do like the idea. I, I wouldn't mind cooking a dessert, like a pumpkin pie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's I what I got to do tonight. That's so, baking, not cooking. Jeez. Right. It still goes baking. in the oven. Yeah. I You didn't ask me. I'm making a dish. <laughs> so are you, what dish yes. are you making? A green bean casserole. Okay. All right. That's good. I, I like me some bean, green bean casserole. We've never done a green bean casserole. <laughs> my, well, mom, my mom does it every year, and she puts... Um, Sour cream and onion potato chips on top. It's actually delicious. Mm-hmm. I think that I thought that's what everybody did, but then I realized when no. I went to a couple other people's houses, that was a thing that I just had that least did. Realization that we do Minnesotan kind of Midwestern wild mm-hmm. rice, which nobody else does around here, and no, you have to go don't. to like four supermarkets to find wild rice. Well, I know we don't. Or do you wild just go out into the wild. You yeah. just harvest with your canoe and come through. You have to harvest them specially. You have to brush mm-hmm. them gently so the the little grains come off. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think we do rice at all, wild or not wild, at, at our house. But we do, uh, we do ho- my mom hosts, not we, my mom hosts, I should mm-hmm. say that. And generally, we do uh, Thanksgiving over at my mom's house and then head to New Jersey on Friday, on Black Friday. Uh, but yeah, I do the turkey trot in the morning. If I'm not running one, I'll definitely be working. Tomorrow, I'll be working Fairfax and... If Lisa allows, I'll be uh, trying to hop in and, and run that Fairfax uh, Turkey Trot 5K. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, dinner at my mom's. I got my cousins coming over, my little mm-hmm. brother. Uh, my cousins haven't met my uh, youngest son, so that's really exciting. Uh, and then we've got uh, football. So we've got the, 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 the Redskins <laughs> playing in the afternoon. The Washington so football team is playing ex- on Thursday. Uh, how Are I'm, you excited about the Colt McCoy era? I, I am excited. Actually, I am excited about Colt McCoy. I think that mm-hmm. he will be better in the offense than Alex Smith. But my question related to football is, do you guys, is that a thing? So the turkey trots, the traditional morning that I would view as the traditional you know, morning uh, activity is is not a thing in either the, the strike or docs household. Is football a thing in the Doc's household in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, we we'll have the games on, but it's not like no matter a, where we are. But it's not like a uh, everybody is. It's not. It's not a main. Uh, it's it's not a main course of the day. I I mean it, I think that there's been different eras. I mean there's there's been times when and I've we used to I used to go to aunts and uncles' houses right. for for Thanksgiving, but now uh, that tradition has ended, and now it's like. We're all going to my parents' house and in, in with with their big families. The TV will be on, mm-hmm. but both my sisters have kids. Mm. Uh, so for me, it's it's more about like knocking kids down to the ground and <laughs> and right. uh, that's the football that you'll be playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we might go out. Uh, I think I think two years ago we we played a lot of 
uh, games on the front lawn and stuff like that Ooh. with the kids, you know? That's a recipe to be sore for like a week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Any football? We're not a football no, family. Not, we don't do okay. casseroles. We don't do football. We don't do okay. turkey trots. All right. We well. don't do this holiday well, apparently. <laughs> well, hey, to each their own. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually think that not having the football on, especially when your team loses, is a, is a good thing. So <laughs> you guys are probably doing it better than I am. All right. Well, um, Docs is not going to share what he's thankful for. I'll share what I'm, I'm thankful for. I did. I said I'm thankful for skipping this segment. Well, I... <laughs> I am thankful uh, for this podcast. I say that every year. Aww. I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful for my co-host. And I'm thankful for all the listeners. I definitely am thankful we have this uh, core group of listeners that um, really responds when I ask them to do things, which I think I'm very thankful for. You're like to, their leader. To it's vote. commander of the pack. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. I don't know. Run. Uh, everybody but I, run. But I am, I am thankful. Get for it. The, it's a running for, podcast. For the podcast. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, that's our Thanksgiving segment, unless you have something to add, Tess. I am also grateful for the podcast. All right. Well, we're thrilled to have you on, on board. Um, I'm not sure what we would have done had she not decided to say yes. Um, <laughs> although I, I, I have to say docs, it would have mm-hmm. been funny if we had been still introducing her as, as the, as the fill in for fill-in. the guest who bailed. <laughs> the guest who bailed. I, know. You know, I did we, that on the phone the other day. I had a telemarketer and they called me and I put them on hold and changed my accent and then finished the rest <laughs> that's of the a call. Good, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to do accents on this show, uh, mm-hmm. please. We've done that before, but that is a good, I like that. I, I will do that the next telemarketer. I'm sure they, uh, you made them very angry. Really appreciated my yeah. time. Uh, I, uh, I, I think those people are, uh, I don't know. All right. Let's uh let's get to our guest. Very excited to uh, be joined by uh, a product of of what we've worked on uh, at Pacers Running and Run Washington for six or seven years now. Uh, the DCXE project is a project in DC that promotes running to kids that live in DC. Now everybody knows you listened to the podcast last week. Uh, there's teams like West Springfield and Northern Virginia. There's teams like Lake Braddock. There's these star teams like Yorktown and, uh, in Northern Virginia. In <laughs> Had Mon- to get that one in there. In, in Montgomery County, there's star teams. Uh, you know, they have, they're littered with, with stud athletes up and down M- Montgomery County and uh, in, in Northern Virginia. But D.C. was always kind of a soft area for running. Right in between uh, Maryland and Virginia, D.C. has been a soft area for running. Well, I think that's changing. And our next guest is going to be an example of how it is changing. Vincent Kamani, he's a sophomore at Wilson High School. He's a stud runner. He was just sixth place at States in D.C. He's going to join us next here at Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined by stud sophomore runner at Wilson High School, Vincent Kamani. He joins us on Pace Nation. Vincent, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here today on the program. Excited to talk to you about uh, your running career, uh, kind of what DC running's like, what DCXE is meant to you. Um, but uh, before we get into that... Um, I was just reading an article uh, from Run Washington, and Charlie does a great job. Um, I, uh, you know, every year at the DCXE invite, he, uh, you know, he does a, a recap of of all the races and even the kids' races. So, uh, your quote here: Now he's a star runner, 
you were an eighth grader then, you're a star, star runner, sophomore, eighth grader then, uh, said that you, it, you joined a, a team, a middle school team or like a kids track club team? What yeah, team it was the middle school on? team. Middle was, school yeah. team, okay. For the first year, uh, kind of as a seventh grader. And you said, I thought about if there was an apocalypse, I'd better be able to run. Yeah. It seemed like the best sport to get into shape. Yeah. Were, were you, were, I mean... Are you worried about an apocalypse? I, I'm not excited sh- for an apocalypse. I'm, I'm not even sure I know what an apocalypse is. I mean, sometimes I am. Like sometimes I just it just you know it'll be daydreaming, and I'm like, I really like me and my teammates. If there's an apocalypse right now during practice, like if we're just running around doing a tempo, and we see zombies, like we'd be the most prepared. You know, <laughs> so we could just so I, so. so a zombie apocalypse. Apocalypse yeah. is like when the world, as you know, it ends. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Zombie apocalypse. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think zombies. I'm not. I'm not into the Walking Dead or all the zombie mm-hmm. stuff. Do you watch that? You guys watch that? No, stuff? but we had a visualization technique for my okay. cross country team. You had a dream or like think about being chased mm-hmm. through the woods when you were doing repeats, and I think that really helped. I get mm-hmm. the zombie vibe. I yeah. think. I yeah. think I'm going to try that. I think yeah. that's a good. Um, so, are you big into those shows? Are you like zombies or? Um, not as much anymore. Okay. I didn't even really like zombies that much. I don't know why I was thinking that. <laughs> I think it's but, a great quote. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, it was probably just you just said it, and it was just something you said. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> quoted you. And admitted yeah. it almost nothing. Chris, you probably don't remember this, but mm-hmm. you and I had a conversation many years ago uh, about what happens if we come into an apocalypse, and I said. What skill set do you have that would help you in an apocalypse? And well, you, running. And now. you thought about it for a while, and you're like, well, I could run. And I was yeah. like, you're dead. So, yeah, so <laughs> me, he, and, he and I are seeing eye. Vince and I are seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Uh, so you started running uh, as, as a seventh grader. So take us back. Um, you're, you're from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your parents are from where? Cameroon. Cameroon. Okay. Où parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. Oh, oh très bien. Oh, man. Il est un penible. <laughs> Wait, well, what's going on here? What did you just say? Uh, Nothing. We're just talking <laughs> about the weather. Okay. Thank so, you. So how did you – you grew up speaking French? or? Yeah, in, my in parents, household? they spoke it when I, a lot when I was younger, but I also traveled okay. uh, to Cameroon in France Okay. Um, quite a bit. Now, now you say Cameroon and in, in, in France, mm-hmm. right away that means soccer to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I feel like those are two right, good soccer right, countries, yeah. right? Uh, did you grow up soccer player or was not, that something you wanted to do? No, not really. I have no idea. I think it's because I'm actually taller than most of the people in my family. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple of people, like a couple of the males are as tall as me you know, or taller, but I'm still pretty tall for that area too. Did so you I think play any just, sports? Yeah, I played basketball okay. up until yeah. The plan was that when I went into high school, I do cross country for the fall, then I do basketball during the winter, and then I do outdoor track during the spring. That was like a set plan. Okay. Yeah. And then I mean, all obviously, the main sport was going to be basketball, right? Kind I mean, this, of. This, this I mean, running stuff was just for zombies and stuff yeah. like that, in <laughs> well, case that happened. No, I think I took it. I took it. I started taking it a lot more serious during eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, because I think I just yeah bloomed a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, my progression was a lot faster. Um, but yeah, I do think basketball and running were competing okay. you know, a lot in my mind. Yeah. Up until ninth grade. But now you are a yeah. full-time runner. Yeah. Um, you were sixth at, at, at D.C. States, yeah. which is, is awesome. As a sophomore, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I could see your trajectory just getting better and better and better. Um, 
Tell us, you know, tell us about, you know, how, how did you get, get into it? And tell us kind of how DCXC and then, you know, the summer training program that you did with DCXC played a role. Um, I think I would attribute most of my success this season to DCXC hmm. because um, coming into ninth grade year, I didn't do it. I had ran on my own just a little bit, but, you know, I, I didn't know what to do, you know. Um, and I think but I, this year... I did DCXC over the summer, and that I feel like that prepared me a lot more because the coaches, um, there's a variety of coaches that you can talk to, and they're very knowledgeable about the science behind it. And I felt a lot more comfortable, you know, with my training and my fitness coming into the season because I knew that these coaches had, you know, um, I trusted that they had supported me in the right fashion yeah and you and got and you got yeah. the you got into the mindset of a runner and you know i yeah. talked to coach desmond dunham who who is head of the dcxe project yeah. and you know supported by obviously new balance and, mm -hmm. and pacers running and you know he saw a lot of potential in you mm -hmm. that maybe you would uh, would not have seen if it wasn't for the summer training program right mm -hmm. yeah yeah most definitely and, yeah. and, and in D.C., I mean, we just had one of the best coaches in, in the area on last week, and he's a Northern Virginia coach. Mm -hmm. And there's such great runners in, in Northern Virginia, and we were just saying there's such great runners in Montgomery County. And I felt like, or I feel like in the past, D.C. just hasn't had that talent. Yeah. Um, why is that? Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, is it is it, the, the runners have got to, runners like yourself have got to be there. Is it just that they're not running are they not participating on all three sports yeah most likely yeah that's that's definitely a huge um component to it like one of the most pop the more popular sports would be basketball football right. and even soccer like running isn't seen as something very important to right. the, the kids you know like they want to do the ball sports right. yeah exactly right. the sports where you can play with with your friends on a saturday right. and you know you know, not they don't want to go on a run with their friends. They right. want to play basketball. They want to play football. They want to play soccer. You know, they want to play these team sports. But and there's also not, I feel like, a lot of awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the schools aren't supporting it as well. There's not. Um, I don't think these the kids know what even to do. I don't think people right. know that it's for everyone. It's not just, you know, for people that look a certain way that are fast or just yeah yeah. And 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 I'm glad you bring that up because I mean the project is really. To raise awareness is mm -hmm. to help, yeah. you know, is to help. Uh, we do a coaches clinic every year. Mm -hmm. We do a summer training camp uh, every year. Now, you're very fortunate that you're at Wilson High School where the coaches mm -hmm. are good. Yeah. I mean, but that's not that's exactly. not par for the course all in D.C., exactly. right? Yeah, most definitely. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with the DCXC summer program, can you explain what that uh, what what that meant for you as in like what what was your routine and what was the commitment to that mm -hmm. um so it's run by desmond dunham mm -hmm. um and a few other coaches yeah when desmond's the head of the dcxc project yeah, yeah. And, well. and he's he's uh over at st john's mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh college high school and was it wilson as we i think we mentioned before yeah. and so it's you basically sign up um you pay, I think, a small fee, mm -hmm. um, and it's a variety of it's a bunch of runners from a variety of ages, from like eight to thirty. You know, you see a lot of age ranges, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you're kind of broken down into groups by your levels of fitness. And he'll give you these workouts to do 
um, and these runs, and it's very structured and um, uh, he breaks it down very easily for you to understand. If and uh, anybody can do it, really. Right. You know, there's people who never run before. You know, he'll. It's, there's a place for anyone. You know, no matter what level you're at. Yeah, so with that, do you get together every Friday and go for a run? How does that work calendar-wise? Um, I think for official practices, there are about five or six per week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you come to as many as you can because um, it is the summer and people have things they have to do and right. all that. So you come to as many as you can, and there will be maybe a long a long run on the last day of the week um, that you'll have that practice, and there's uh, – one track workout per week, um, and the rest are, I guess, shorter runs, tempos, things like that. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just a great way for kids to stay accountable. Yeah, I mean, it was, exactly. you know, it's, so it's a, it's a much more structured uh, mm-hmm. program that can work within the the, the high school system mm-hmm. and. and and it's middle schoolers, it's elementary school kids, exactly. it's all ages and. It's dozens and dozens. I've been out to a practice. It's dozens and yeah. dozens of people. And exactly. it's, it's a really inspiring group to be around. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of kids your age just don't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. They don't. People, that was my case coming into ninth grade. I didn't know. Not thinking about it, I was practicing completely wrong that summer. <laughs> like, wow. But right. they, it's most definitely beneficial, especially if you don't know what to do. Right. Um, even now. Having a whole year of high school experience, I still felt like there was a lot I didn't know right. that that program was able to teach me, you know, about training. Yep, and and I, you know, Docs, I, I talk, we talked to Desmond about when we first talked about this. It was like the group that would meet at Burke Lake. Um, I don't know if they still yeah. do that, you know, and 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 it was it was somewhat structured and was there in in Northern Virginia and probably in Montgomery County too to, to some degree. You know, you had the the older guys telling the younger guys, "All right, this is sort of the standard. This is when we meet, and this one, and that just didn't exist in DC. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of yeah us us creating it. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about your coaches at, at Wilson, who actually are really good mm-hmm. uh, seasoned coaches. Um, the boys' coach, Coach Swift, um, she ran, she did soccer in high school, I think, and then she ran in college. Mm-hmm. But she's been a coach for. A really long time as long as Dunham you know mm-hmm. you know her she she yep. helps out with the DCXC project and coach Farrar she's she ran in high school and college um, she's done a couple of marathons you know as well so they're both very knowledgeable and then there's also coach Dunham who isn't actually our coach right but he was he at Wilson to, but now yeah. he's at yeah, yeah St. John's to, College yeah, exactly. high school right? he has a he has a lot of connections at Wilson because he, he works there mm-hmm. and then but he also you know he's we have a bond with him because he did. He used to be the coach, and yeah, that's not. He didn't just leave us, you know. Right. He he still supports us, so we have um, a lot of coaches that, and Coach O.D. Um, I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. He's another one of our coaches who's, you know, been coaching for maybe twenty years or something like right. that. Yeah, he's very knowledgeable. Uh, um, but yeah, our coaches are definitely. I'm very fortunate that our coaches are knowledgeable in the science and uh they also have experienced themselves as runners you know mm-hmm. they know how this works they they know how we feel they know what to do um but that's not of, that's not the way it is like what do you else do you see in dc i mean you just don't see that yeah, across def- the board right yeah um when 
yeah, uh, when I'm looking at other coaches, I don't think that a lot of them know uh, how to deal with their kids mm -hmm. or the or how science to coach behind them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Science what behind the do. sport. I don't think all the coaches, the cross country coaches in DC, have actually played the sport. Right. You know, ran the sport. That is, I think maybe they did track, but as we know, right. You know, two completely different sports. Right. Right. You can't, you know, cross yeah. country and, and track are yeah. yeah totally different. I mean, I think there's some some parallels, but I would I would just generalize a lot of the coaches in mm -hmm. dc as yeah. administrators or yeah. people who are teachers yeah and, exactly and probably you know are just doing it as kind of a side side gig yeah exactly like the, the team needs somebody to watch over them and they <coughs> volunteer to be that person to watch over them you know? no no fault of their own yeah I no mean, fault they, of their own they're no, no, no. stepping up no, no question uh, you know there's up, there is definitely a gap at some schools so yeah you, you're very lucky to have that knowledge at your school and, yeah. and it sounds like a wealth of knowledge and mm -hmm. through multiple people yeah exactly uh, that, that actually know something about the sport so mm -hmm. exactly like so a lot of people t talk to me about running in dc and saying there's no place for high schoolers to run like where mm. do you guys where do you guys do your runs um, and are there nice places to run? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. We have the Crescent Trail, mm -hmm. uh, Rock Creek. Also, you could just run on the street. Right. You know, like, I, I mean, if you're in D.C., you know, that's, you can just see a, a plethora of people just running on the street. Right. You know, but we do have really big parks. Uh, we have trails um, that are surrounding. I mean, we are fortunate to be in an area Wilson is in an Wilson area, is, right? In an area where there are more trails. Yeah, you can so. hop on. You can get mm -hmm. on that connector trail. I think we call it, um, which goes to Georgetown. Yeah, you, exactly. You can, you can jump on. You know, get on to Rock Creek Park yeah, and stuff. So exactly. Yeah, I would. I would dismiss the uh, idea that there isn't good places to run because yeah. I do. I do hear that a lot. Um, how about uh, you know your parent? Are your parents into it? Have they gotten into it? Are the parents in DC into cross country and running? Are they coming out and watching you guys run? Oh yeah, out? most definitely. My parents, I, I tell them not to come to meets because it would make me <laughs> nervous. Right. But they are definitely very supportive. Um, I don't think they did sports themselves, mm -hmm. but they do understand uh, how serious this is to me. So you know they take it serious as well you know yeah um but yeah most definitely at meets there's definitely a lot of parents um cheering supporting you see a lot of support for it and i think it just depends on how serious the kids are about it and right it's the kids are starting to take it a lot more serious so the parents are as well well tell me about that so at the youth level i feel like there is a lot more opportunity now mm -hmm. um, with track clubs and mm -hmm. yeah. you know you know cross country clubs, track clubs, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see that changing in DC, and is that helping you know promote running in DC? Um, most definitely, I definitely think that's helping promote running in DC. These these track clubs, they're um, I guess bringing these kids in at a young age so that they know mm -hmm. that they have a foundation. You know, like. In every other sport, I think, you know, you'll have kids playing on jell-off leagues right. and, you know, these soccer leagues for, you know, since they're eight. And then they go on to high school and they're still playing it, of course. Right. But that's not that's not really a thing with running. And it's good that these kids can start running at an early age, that they have this foundation, you know, they're comfortable with it. They've, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. All right. Well, let's talk about your season. Um, 
I uh, was I first met you uh, mm-hmm. when we we're doing the DCXC race uh, this year, September 29th. Um, you weren't on my radar as someone who'd win that varsity sophomore mm-hmm. race, uh, but you did win, yeah. and and it was, I believe, it was a fairly close race uh, yeah. that day. Um, so tell us about that race and kind of how your season progressed after that September 29th race. Um, so as you said before, uh, I also was not on my radar to be winning that race. Um, <laughs> so it was very surprising. Uh, we started off kind of fast. The first guy started off, I think his first mile was like 519. Yeah, that's what so one, one of my, the, the lead said the guy went out really hard and put, yeah. put some, put a gap on you guys Most initially, definitely. right? Yeah, so it was me uh, and the next pack of yep. people. It was like five of us. Right. And then and that people chase started, pack, yep. yeah. And then people started breaking off. And then I'm like making, slowly um, gaining ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm catching uh, the next person. And then at maybe mile one and a half, I'm with the second person. And we're running for a little bit. And then I think he falls back. And then it's just me. Um, up until mile two mm-hmm. or something, mile two, 2.3. And then uh, my, one of my other coaches, well, he's not really our coach, but he runs with us a lot, and he ran um, Mr. Yane. Mm-hmm. He tells me, the guy in front of you is only five seconds in front of you. And then that like put into my mind, wow, it's not that big a distance if it's just five seconds because when you're in the race, it feels like such a right. big distance, but... Yeah. You know, that made me think, oh, I'm not that far behind him. So I started gaining a little bit more ground. And I think he started slowing down, um, of course, because his first mile was like 519. Right. Went and then, hard. Yep. Yeah. So I'm On running that with, course and that day, it was yeah, muddy. It was yeah, slow. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So going Yeah, you wanted to start off yeah. a little bit slower in yeah. those conditions. Yeah. Um, and after a certain point, after my maybe mile 2.6, he starts falling back a little bit. And then I just gain more. I start going a little bit faster just because um, I was nervous he might catch up to me. You right. Know? You wanted, wanted to put some distance yeah, on Yeah, I just wanted to put some distance you on could, him. You could, you could smell the blood in the water. Yeah. And you could, <laughs> At I mean, this you, point, yeah. you want to break him. You, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the right move. Exactly. He's like, he's like, he invents it's like a mild man or nice guy. I could see you probably, you know, you probably have a killer in <laughs> out there that, that you're not showing in here, though, I'm sure, right? Well, no, I couldn't on this podcast, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. Do you, but but do you feel uh, like a different personality when you're running in a race? Oh, most definitely, yes. When yeah. I yeah, most definitely. Kind um, of your I, alter ego. Yeah, kind yeah. of. His, his yes. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm playing other sports, I am definitely a lot more aggressive than I te- than I would be in regular mm-hmm. conversation, just because I feel like that's what. Well, that's a good. Yeah. It's good yeah, to have that competitive have. switch. Yeah. Uh, some of the worst people in the world are those that are so competitive on the field or, mm-hmm. or on yeah. the court, and they can't turn that off. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and, then they're, and then they're a jerk that's about true. getting napkins or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? exactly. So you uh, you went on your home turf there in D.C. because there is kids from all over yeah. you know the area. Mm-hmm. Um, how important? How cool was it to protect your home home turf there? Uh, it felt incredible i guess yeah. you could yeah there's no other yeah. word to say yeah. but incredible because you were really excited yeah I remember exactly when we talked afterwards exactly really cool. yeah I know. was that the first race you've won that was the first high school race i won the first yeah. high school yeah. race yeah 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 uh, was, yeah we, we will uh we'll tweet out a picture of uh vincent breaking breaking the tape um you run in glasses. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of running in those the goggles the rex specs yeah yeah i thought about it but yeah. 
I don't know. It's just, it hasn't bothered me yet. Right. No, I like the look. I yeah, like it. It's but unique my, though. Like, my no. coach says it's extremely annoying. Coach Farr, she says, it's extremely annoying to just see me run and then do this. Like she, I put right. my glasses up because the sweat is making my glasses right. exactly. fall. <laughs> exactly. She says it's the most annoying thing on earth. Because it because it's inefficient. Yeah, it, it is it, kind of. Yeah. It affects your running. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe All I right, should. Well, 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 let's get him a pair of Rex. <laughs> Those are old school, though. I don't even know. No, we had a start. goalie on my lacrosse team. Still we wore did the Rex bags. Mm. Yeah. Nice. All right, so uh, you win the DCXC invite. Super exciting. Take us to uh, all the way to states. And how, how does states work in DC? Since you guys aren't a state officially. So officially a yeah. state. Yeah. So. But there is a state Finally, would you race. would yeah. you like for them to rename it? No, that, no, 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 no. That's no, fine. Districts. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, fine. Yeah. The District but, uh, of Columbia. And who do you who do you compete, compete against? Because um, you were sixth place, which is imp- very mm-hmm. impressive as a sophomore there. Uh, we compete against all the private, public, and charter schools okay. in D.C. that that are just located in D.C. that have a team. So Got there it. aren't and separate divisions. So for mm-hmm. other states, you have public and private. They compete separately so it's all together in so, dc so oh, would the, gonzaga they do that? we do have separate divisions but then there's also but you guys come together the state, yeah, yeah the state made is all inclusive so yeah. you would com- be competing in this place when this race where you were six mm-hmm. you were competing against gonzaga and those teams yeah and the charter schools wow yeah. that's yeah. pretty impressive take that mike crozier <laughs> crozier was on our <laughs> podcast earlier this year and he was a star from gonzaga but yeah mm-hmm. there's some there is some really there is some you know we talked about how they're is some gaps in you know the running uh, in in DC, but there's some mm-hmm. star runners, uh, especially some of these private schools have some yeah. of the best running programs. So, uh, was it surprising that you finished so high there? Um, a little bit because our coach had laid out this plan. She had made up a, like a mock meet mm-hmm. and of the places we would have hypothetically got if we had combined all the times from all the schools we we're going to be competing against, and we got maybe third. And then they showed us the places we needed to get and the people we needed to beat mm-hmm. um, on these specific teams to um, to be first. And then uh, I was supposed to come in eighth. I was supposed to have beaten this Sidwell kid and, well, all these Gonzaga boys that I did beat. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> nice. um, Again, Crozier, take that. <laughs> um, so I was supposed to have gone eighth. I didn't even think I could do that. That's, right. That sounded a little bit crazy to right. me. Um, I was thinking, ooh, maybe I'll come in tenth if I. Uh, but I don't top know. Top ten I, would be amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I was like, wow, even that's a little bit crazy. But um, yeah, it, it was just I raced. I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of, as I told you, I kind of go into limbo yeah. when I run. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't. I don't really remember a lot when I. You were in the zone. Yeah, that's good. So sixth place. Um, really impressive. I mean, it it sort of puts you on the map and changes. You know the trajectory maybe of mm-hmm. what's next for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be excited about track now. You're yeah. probably starting indoor track here soon and, mm-hmm. and outdoor track. And then junior year, I mean, you got to start looking at colleges. And yeah. you certainly are in that class of, of, of athlete who would run in college, right? Yeah. I like to think so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, my wife's a coach, so I, <laughs> I am the authority on the, ma- on the matter here. No, I'm kidding. But no, I, I think that and, – and it's really cool um, – what about track? Have you been a, a good track runner? You've obviously had success in cross country. In, the, in, in your freshman year, did you have success in track? Mm. And what are the prospects for this uh, track season for you? And what events do you run? Yeah, um, In track, I run from the 8 to the 32. Okay. This year, they'll probably move me 
down to the four. That's what they're running quarters. Wow. What's what's your favorite event? It sounds like it sounds like you run everything that's available to a distance runner. Which which one do you prefer? Probably the mile. The mile. The mile. Okay. Yes. And what was your best mile last year? Uh, four forty three. Okay. I believe. Yeah. So four forty three as a freshman. Okay. That's yeah. That's Mm -hmm. that's really really good and. Uh, what are your hopes, any idea time-wise, what you can hope for? What do your coaches hope for? They seem to have a better, accurate, a more accurate uh, uh, picture of what you can actually do. Um, I think they – well, I think we, me and my coaches have come to the consensus. We've come uh, – our captain last year, Isaac, mm-hmm. our runner, our top runner last year, um, they want – we want me to be able to run – the times that he ran when he was a junior. Okay. So I'll be running his junior times as a sophomore. Okay, hopefully. so they, they have is, a projection path yeah. uh, mm-hmm. comparable. Yeah. yeah, that's that's also what I'm hoping, yeah. Your um, coaches are like really into data. I love <laughs> I yes, love most definitely. No, yeah. I love it. They're Can I run analytical. for them? <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. feel like, so you have these coaches that are crunching the numbers for you and they're telling you, okay, you'll, you'll projected eighth place finish, you finish sixth, so you're exceeding expectations. Do you feel like that's giving you more confidence as a runner? Not cocky, but you mm-hmm. know, okay, you think maybe you can finish 10th and you do 6th, and that mm-hmm. kind of gives you that momentum. Yes, yes, most definitely, hopefully. Yeah, it definitely helps in my racing. Um, because as I said before, I am a very nervous pre... I, I get nervous before races a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just doing well has allowed for me to strategize more and worry less before races. Um, but... I don't know. I still compare myself a lot to other runners, so it's not. I feel like, oh yes, I'm good, but you know, I keep thinking I could be better. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at these sophomores from Virginia, or right. New York. I'm like, okay, they're doing this. I should also be doing this. You know, this is right. good, but you know, I could be. I should be doing better. You know, I could be doing better. We asked Chris, uh, who coaches over at West Springfield, last week about the internet. How, I mean, do you feel like because you can see what all these guys are doing? Yeah. Is that helpful or does that hurt you? I'm being, you, you say you're nervous. I mean, I'd be nervous if I see a, another sophomore run like 425. Yeah, exactly. Like that, you know? um, last year, does it, it was, you? it was, I think, motivating, but also a little bit heartbreaking at the same time right. because <laughs> I'd like run, I like, you know, the first time I broke in five was at Bojangles. It was, I ran 446 or something. Okay. At the and, restaurant? Huh? <laughs> no, at, two Bojangles. Oh, no, 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 no. Bojangles. It was the Bojangles meat. It was the oh. best name of the meat. Uh, <laughs> um, that would probably be like a world <laughs> 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 at the restaurant. It's a oh, chicken restaurant, right? right yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It was sponsored by the restaurant. Okay, oh, so. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, I remember finishing and being happy for like maybe a couple of days, but then. I would go on mile split and I would just like look right. at the sophomore mile times and then I'd be like trying to find my name. <laughs> like and I'm like on page 100 right, or whatnot right, right, right. and the top guy, the top sophomore is running like 410 already. Right. I'm like, oh my God, this right. is like kind of heartbreaking, but right. it's definitely more, it's also motivating. I can't, yeah. You know what you got to do with that though? Because you got to look at the calendar and mm-hmm. make sure that you're in the first meet of the season. Yeah. So for that 48 hours, you're <laughs> yeah, in that top I'm 10 spot. Top pilot, That's yeah. a good idea. Take a nice screenshot. <laughs> I was one second in the country there, for all of there, 15 really? minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, I like that tactic. All right. So is there a meet tomorrow? Because it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure no one's raced an indoor meet by Thanksgiving. Um, 
Well, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, so we'll look forward to you in, in track. Uh, I also hear you're really good and you do really well in school. Um, that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. What, what are your interests in school? What do you like in school? Um, in school? Well, first can I say that our team is very academically competitive. Like yeah. a lot of the people on our team, on our team, um, have like four point twos, four point threes or higher. I don't get it. Yeah. It's actually crazy. It's crazy. So it's right. crazy because it goes up to four. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So how, yeah, can, exactly. You, how can you give 110%? Exactly. <laughs> I guess hundred percent technically, mathematically is as high as exactly. you can get. Right. Does that happen with AP classes and things like yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Yesterday, actually we were, it was, um, my teammate Dylan's birthday mm -hmm. and we were all hanging out um, at my other teammate Joe's house and they were playing a game and they were all confused about the rules and I'm like everybody in this room combined <laughs> takes like 60 APs <laughs> like how are you confused you know like our G what the average GPA in this room is like 4.7 and we can't figure out Candyland right. what is going on <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah. um, um, but Wait, what yeah. was the question? Well, the question. What's your favorite thing in <laughs> what, school? Yeah, oh, my favorite thing in school. Thing in school. Uh, I'm more of a humanities person. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's I awesome, mean, man. I'm yeah. pretty good at math and yeah. science, but what I like, my heart is more yeah. humanities, most definitely. DC is a great place for that. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's, that's very, very cool. All right, Vincent. Well, I appreciate uh, you coming in and sharing your story. Um, it's uh, it's an inspiring one. Um, I can't wait to see what you do in track and mm -hmm. next year and the following year. Uh, we'll see you at DCXC for two more years, <laughs> which, is, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I it just just con congratulations and thank, and thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. All right, that's Vincent Kamani. He is a sophomore at Wilson High School, a star runner at Wilson High School. He won the DCXC sophomore varsity race this year and was sixth place at the D.C. State Race, which is all just incredible, awesome stuff. Vincent Kamani, he joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Vincent Kamani for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, he's the sophomore star runner at Wilson High School. Uh, what a what a great interview! What a good kid! Can I uh, make a confession? Mm -hmm. I thought you said Vincent Company was coming. He's a, a Belgian <laughs> soccer player who's also captain of Manchester City. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, Vincent, this Vincent was just as good, if not better. I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't know who this other Vincent you're talking about. Well, I think about. the guest that you coordinated was actually more appropriate. Right. And made a lot more sense, yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what soccer team did you say? Well, he's he's a Belgian defender, and okay. he plays for Man City. Okay. All right. That's in the EPL. Okay, good. All right. We got our soccer quota in for today. Mm -hmm. uh, but Vincent was awesome. Um, enjoyed having him on. Um, I, I, I mean, I was impressed by, his, by many things, but mm -hmm. the way he just was able to speak French so easily, and apparently he speaks three languages. What do you think the third is? <laughs> I don't know. I think... Kathy was talking to him in the green room, and mm -hmm. she mentioned that he uh, speaks three. Speaks three. Mm -hmm. well, well, let's. We'll, we'll figure that out. Are but. we calling that the green room now? <laughs> exactly. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, can I? Can we talk about the interview for a second? Yes. I think we 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 were as we were taking pictures. For me, uh, one of the dumbest things about regulations on on high school sports mm -hmm. or uh, even the NCAA as well. 
Um, they don't really take into consideration the sport. Running is a year-round thing. Right. Mm-hmm. If you show up to run on the first day of authorized practices, which is the end of August, you're not going to have a successful cross-country campaign. If that's your first time If that's running, your first right. time running uh, that year. And it's, it's, it's surprising that... Well, a lot of people do, do that because right. they're like, oh, well, practices are, you know, the, the state or... The county or the district or what, whoever it is, the governing body, they say, okay, well, your sport starts uh, in September, so you have two weeks before school starts. That's yep. when you can have your first and, official practices. It works for football. Well, Fine. I would even say, though, it doesn't. I mean, no, I've if talked you're to a running do- back I've and you got to move. I've talked to doctors who say the number one injury that they see or the number, number one time they have high school kids who are injured is it that August 15th to August 30th? Right. Because people are getting off the couch and exactly. they're, they're starting mm-hmm. to work out. Running yep. is year-round. Yep. And, and the cross-country season, you need to be uh, June, July, and August. You're just working on your base. You need to be mm-hmm. running every day. So that's, the, that's what's so great about the DCXC project Yep, uh, is that it's getting these kids to come out and, and they're running together and they're, they're learning the philosophies. They're learning these things that... that uh, Maybe I know because I've you know been in the sport it, for so and long. And you ran at Burke Lake. You had this thing at Burke Lake, didn't you? Before your before your college in, in or high college. school, college. Yeah. Like every every summer in college, we used to do that. But uh, in in high school, um, we used to have uh, unofficial captains practices right. where where we would meet at a certain time where uh, you just go out and you you run around the lakes. Uh, whichever lake it was, and a- as a team, and our coach wasn't there, but the captains were 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 having everybody meet up at the same time. You have to do that. Yep. Well, I think he's a great example of how it can work, and the DCXC project was helpful in getting him there. So, really uh, enjoyed Vincent and Kathy. Was like, can we hire him? So I know he's going to listen. Do you need a job? <laughs> I know he's going <laughs> to listen to this this afterwards. Uh, yeah. Let us, you know, put on your resume Vincent, you what, what languages. you the interview. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, thanks again to uh, Vincent and for Desmond for helping us uh, set that interview up. Great job, Vincent. All right. Um, so we've talked a lot about high school cross country. I wanted to thank the listeners here. I want to take a moment to thank the listeners and to everybody who voted for Daryl General. He won the Hometown Hero 2018 Coach of the Year. Uh, and he was awarded twenty-five thousand dollars. Awesome, uh, you know, aw- awesome award. Uh, very deserving. Coach General is, and want to thank the listeners for uh, stepping up and voting for mm-hmm. Coach General. He won because of pace. The nation. I am confident he. Didn't I am win too. Cause, That's cause why I said it. I only make factual so, statements. So thank you guys for voting for Coach General. That was very cool. Uh, again, super, super deserving. He's been on our show before. If, if you haven't heard your, the, that, that show, it was a really good one. This is how good that show is. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on it. <laughs> and it's still good. And it was referenced. Yeah. I mean, it was like the front, it made the front know, page of, of Let's Run and Docs wasn't yeah, on it. I wasn't on it. Um, but something that uh, we, we let's let's spend some time with Docs here or on mm-hmm. Docs uh past week. My uh, favorite topic. Bird scooters uh, have uh, been oh, a subject uh, on on this show, and mm-hmm. you had an experience with a bird scooter this past week. I did. Um, well, I, I actually wanted to take the <laughs> a bird scooter to the doctor. Okay. Uh, so so we can do your bird scooter and health update mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yeah, I'm still sick. We we recorded Saturday. That was my worst day. Uh, and then yesterday, I, I was still sick a few days later. 
Uh, so I went to the doctor, which is a complete waste of time. If if you're not dying, don't bother. I, I almost agree with you, but no, anyways, I'm, go I'm serious. Uh, and, yeah. But everybody in my life was pressuring me. Oh, mm-hmm. go see a doctor. Go see right. a doctor is a waste of time. Right. Uh, if you're if you if you're not dying, um, so. And, Otherwise, and, a great investment. I know exactly. <laughs> then it's all you doctor listeners out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, dogs. So, uh, I I get my phone, which is fifty five percent charged, and I had the same exact experience as before. I have the the bird app on, uh, and I'm going to find the the an available scooter, and my phone shuts down. You've, it we, happened again, and, and you were about fifty-five percent last time as you, well. You you derailed the conversation last time <laughs> right. talking about chargers right, for some right. reason. I'm not going to allow that now. Okay, uh, and you're not going to make up symptoms. <laughs> this is this is the second time that I've that I've walked to get a scooter with it, and then but this time I thought, well, it might happen again, so I brought my portable charger. I plug it in; it's fifty-five percent again. So something about the bird app is shutting my phone down. It's hmm. it's, it's making my phone think that it's dead. Uh, so that's the first thing. Same same journey there. Somebody on a street near mine had a bird scooter that was showing available. It was in their backyard. Oh, really? That's ridiculous. Was that's, it charging in their backyard? It shouldn't be shown available if, if it's no? charging, right? Doesn't that take it out of service? Actually, I think you're right. Uh, maybe, maybe think, they were maybe they were holding it for the next day. But it but shouldn't not show available. To, no, and, I think if you if you kind of hide it so you can have access to it in the morning because you just want to walk out of your house and then have well, your bird scooter. I know that what they're doing is right. they're 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 trying to hide it so that that's their own personal scooter right. and they don't have to pay a reserve fee. Right, it's ridiculous. The same house I saw uh, last week, they had two scooters in their front lawn. And, and I guess people have been taking them from their front lawn, so now they're hiding it in their backyard. This, this person needs to be banned from, from Bird. Like, just I buy wonder, your own scooter for crying I out wonder out. if they can find those people. I wonder if Bird can find those people. Anyways. Well, they need to be doing that. They need to be doing something with their $2 billion. So I, <laughs> so I finally find a, a Bird scooter. I activate it. I start riding it. I had to walk out of my way, so now I'm riding it downhill, and I hit the brakes. No brakes. No brakes no, don't you're work. You're kidding. The brakes don't work. Oh no. So I remember, like, we had a conversation where you thought like it had all this like intricate system of, of right. uh, detecting errors right, and all right. this kind of stuff. At the time, I was thinking the the technology that I work with isn't that good. I'm sure these scooters aren't that good. Uh, I th- so it, it it didn't work, but I I just used the scooter to get where I needed to go, knowing that the the brakes don't work. I just would slow down on uphills and stuff like that, and I I made it work. I got to my destination, and then I gave it a a zero star rating, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh no, what's wrong?" And you fill out this form, like you can you give them feedback, and I told them, I said, "The brakes don't even work on this thing," and the the top part was falling apart. It was a terrible uh, experience. This thing needed to be fixed. But it also made me think, somebody else rode that scooter. I couldn't have been the first one to, to ride it without, without brakes. So, so the other users are not even giving them the feedback right. that says, hey, come fix this thing. Well, because it doesn't affect them. They're going to leave it and never because see it again. Because they're going to leave it and never see it again. Yeah. And, and also, I would say 90% of the scooters that I see in my neighborhood are being ridden, double ridden by like kids mm-hmm. that are not wearing helmets. Yeah. 
I think there's th- this bird scooter thing. I think is this is going to go south quick. It, it, there could be some issues. I think we're going to hear some really bad stories. Unfortunately, come out of I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think also since you have these under eighteen kids and you're supposed to ride in the road, if you're under eighteen, you're what? Maybe let's just say you're fourteen. You don't have a driver's permit. Right. You don't grasp rules of the road. And if kids are going to be making bad decisions at an intersection and they're not wearing a helmet and people are going yeah, twenty five miles an hour, it's a recipe yeah. for disaster. This is this is going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. bad before it's good. Uh, I just want to know how are we going to get in on that lawsuit? <laughs> you're you're <we're> on. <laughs> We're on the record, at least. We mm-hmm. recorded on the record predicting. Uh, if you're suing Bird, I would like to <laughs> to hop on that class action suit. Well, all you'd need to do is fall off that one that didn't break. That didn't have brakes and oh, break I should have. I should have done that. Yeah, and then you would have. I should have done that. Yeah. And then while I went to the hospital, when I went to the emergency room, I could be like, check on my cold too. Right. And and then that would have <laughs> been on, That would have been on Bird's right. uh, health bill, not my health bill. So your health update was just don't go to the doctor. Is um, basically well, my health update, I, I'm still feeling bad. I'm still okay. feeling sick. Uh, okay. But I, 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 I am addicted to cough syrup now. <laughs> it's. I understand. Uh, I, I have more sympathy for Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Um, such a, such an insight. Like, th- there's three listeners who know what you're uh, talking about. Well, Carter, Carter appreciates well, what you just you're said. You're welcome, yeah. Carter. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, the cough syrup actually the last two nights has helped me sleep and getting, getting like solid sleep all yeah. night has, has helped. So I'm feeling, okay. I'm feeling better today, but I rode my bike to the studio today. Holy Lord, was it exhausting? Really? It's not that far. Yeah. I was like knocked out. Tess can attest. She saw. Oh, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh man. It's like the only physical activity I've had since I've been sick. And and so, but I'm getting better, I think. Uh, well, Docs, uh, hopefully you get better. I'm sorry you're feeling under the weather. Um, but speaking of weather, mm-hmm. there was some weather in in Wisconsin where the NCAA Division One championships happened. Is there ever week. not weather yeah, in Wisconsin <laughs> in November? Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's Snow weather everywhere. Well, like there's like it doesn't matter weather. where you are. inclement. Okay. Yeah, thank you All for right. that uh, <laughs> adjective. Stop, stop that I with this. Uh, uh, there is climate. Yeah. What What is the guy's name who does the Monday Night Football? Al Michaels, mm-hmm. and he started this whole trend when you're saying like, "Oh, he's out with a knee." Right. It's so annoying. Just yeah. to, just say he's out with a sore knee. So. You, you need to use these adjectives. Okay, gotcha. All right. I love that there's been two very obscure football <laughs> references. Jamarcus, Rus- Jamarcus Russell and uh-huh. Al Michaels again. Sometimes you should just let it slide. I know. And I, I, always have to, I always All right. So let's talk about the NCAA championships. Um, yeah, Julie was there. Uh, a couple of Georgetown athletes ran on the, on the men's side and ran well. Um, but it was an exciting race uh, for the Division I uh, women's championship where – Kind of a, an underdog Colorado team. Mm-hmm. They're, they're never really an underdog, but they were, I think, an underdog this year. It's been a little while since won they've the, won. Won the championship. Um, now, uh, one of the individual favorites, uh, and I, I steal, I, I got to give credit to, um, I got to give credit to Charlie. I, I steal all his stuff from um, uh, from Run Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I like when you steal from Charlie and and uh, more than when you steal from Runner's World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Charlie's usually more relevant locally, so uh, yeah. So thank you, Charlie. Uh, the second place finisher from Heritage High School, who's a former DCXC champion, Wendy Wendy Kalati was second place. Uh, she runs for New Mexico. New Mexico was. Uh, I think the favorite to win, um, and she came in second and did 
uh, a great job for them, but um, it was it was Colorado who won the championship. So that was really exciting. Um, other notes from NCAA's out there, uh, Tess. I mean, Colorado came in at sixty-five points, and then New Mexico's at one hundred three. So yeah. it's not just they it won; was a they, dominant, they yeah, were win. pretty emphatic yeah. in that scenario. Yeah, um, and I mentioned that on the men's side that the, the Georgetown kids, uh, Nick Nick Wareham and Jack Van Scooter, uh, they were fifty-third and sixty-fourth. So excellent efforts uh, from them. Uh, former guest Rachel MacArthur. Uh, she was second at regionals and, and didn't have quite as good of a race at nationals, but was 119th for Villanova. Uh, she went to Patriot High School. So that was um, a lot of uh, good local ties, uh, podcast-related stuff. Speaking um, of ties, yeah. there was almost one on the women's side. Not that there really can be yeah. that many tie opportunities, but uh, I ran D3, so I watched Yeah, D3. there you go. Um, the Washington, Missouri, and Johns Hopkins teams were separated by one point. So Washington from Missouri came in at 98 points, and Johns Hopkins was 99. Wow. So real close wow. this year. That's crazy. Uh, and speaking of D3 national championships, former employee DCXC champ Tristan Kalazi, he was 135th. He runs for Williams. But there's not a tie in cross country. Then no. it goes down to the six, the six players' runner. place. Right. But, you know, it, it keeps it close. It keeps it exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. One, I mean, well, it's one point. 98 to 99, that's incredible. Um, I come from the soccer lifestyle. There's a lot of ties. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you and Docs both live in that world. Uh, DC United lost on a penalty kick that was, that was garbage just, oh gosh um anyway. nick de leon uh, anyways all right um so ncaa is always exciting but that marks the end of kind of collegiate and cross country generally uh there's still you know uh the postseason meets for the for the high schoolers and we'll look forward to giving you results on how west springfield does um how chris's team d- does in the postseason the uh, nike team nationals question at NCAA's this year, how many kids got hit by a deer? <laughs> I didn't see any kids hit get hit by a deer this year. More That's likely to get hit it, by a snowmobile. <laughs> is it so commonplace now that they don't even post the videos? Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, if you if it, well, let's be honest. If there is a uh, deer collision with a runner, we we will cover it. We we cover it more than any other podcast out there. Pace the Nation, your source for deer related injuries. <laughs> exactly. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, We've got some turkey trots tomorrow that we'll be part of. Uh, So hope everybody enjoyed those. And sign up for Jingle All the Way, the Jingle All the Way 5K, 15K. That's coming up, uh, one of uh, the best Pacers races of the year. Uh, And then we've got the New Year's Eve Fairfax 4-Miler on quickly thereafter so the holiday season is here uh we'll have to figure out what we're doing for our holiday um our holiday happy hour have we decided yet guys i saw that test sent an email but i didn't read it (laughs) december 18th december 18th all right joanna uh intern joanna i know you thank you for sending out the email uh december 18th we've made the decision listeners uh, you know mark your calendars clear the schedule for december 18th that's a tuesday you know, everybody will be in the holiday spirit, and you'll get together with your favorite Pace the Nation host uh, at a happy hour location to, to be determined. Uh, but, yeah, we'll say 6 p.m.-ish, Tuesday, December 18th. Mark your calendar. Finally, I wanted to talk about 
a real inspiring figure in the running community here that passed away uh, this past week. Henley Gabo, uh, she is the Washington Run Hers founder, uh, and she was the executive director of the Roadrunners Club of America uh, for, uh, I would say, 20-some some odd years. Uh, she was a, a dominant present, presence here in D.C., uh, founding the Washington Run Hers in 1976, which was way before, um, you know, the time of, you know, the Nike women's half or all these women-specific events. Uh, she was really a trailblazer and, you know, inspiring and, and encouraging women to to run. Um, I remember when I first got into the business, um, she was, um, you know, her club was was such a strong club. She was still heavily involved in the Washington Run Hers, and she was it was one of the biggest and best clubs uh, out there. And it was before, like, you know, they had the D.C. Roadrunners Club and a couple other clubs, but there wasn't, you know, these massive amount of clubs. Um, and it was it was an all-women's running club that um, just encouraged women to participate in road racing. And, and, you know, we had Catherine Switzer on recently, and, you know, that wasn't, something that was widely encouraged in the mid 70s so um she was um just a uh you know a, a great influence in the dc area and you know just across the country for 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 women's running yeah that's awesome she'll yeah. be missed huh? yeah mm -hmm. for sure we will tweet out a story that is on run washington that jenny paul did uh that was a nice tribute uh to her that had some quotes from you know the Cherry Blossom 10-miler, race director Phil Stewart, and others that uh, talked about her. So uh, we will tweet that link out at Pace the Nation. I did talk to loyal listener Carter yesterday, who is really enjoying the new co-host. Um, How kind. I know. Very kind. And loves the show. Uh, so always appreciate um, tweets, calls, texts, telling us how great we are. So Instagram you, messages, yeah, we Instagram can reply message, to those yeah, too. Yeah, so we are on Instagram, of course, and it's Pace the Nation on Instagram, Pace the Nation on Twitter, Pace the Nation on Facebook. Uh, we are uh, social media everywhere now. Uh, he also, Carter also enjoyed uh, me trying to explain how electricity works to docs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. um, probably it wasn't a finer moment. That's why I probably don't remember it. Mm -hmm. you just, that shredder is amazing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, always appreciate the positive feedback. The negative stuff, I don't know. You know, you can save that. All right, guys. Episode 175 in the books. I feel like that's like a landmark episode. 175. 25 more to 200. It's the septentennial. <laughs> Is that what we call it? All right, no, well, it's not. That would be well, let us know what you want us to do for our 200th. We had a big 100th, but we're 25 weeks away from 200. So... Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us. Let us know what you want us to do for 200. All right, everybody out there, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Tess, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Docs, have a great Thanksgiving. Me too. Listener, yeah, you too. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. All right, for Tess, for Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week.
So you say that you get really nervous before your races. Mm-hmm. Um, has that gotten any better um, after after this year? Or do you winning? still get yeah. you still get nervous? Um, uh, it's gotten a tad bit better, but I wouldn't say. I'm I'm just here to to, yeah. to ruin this for you. <laughs> it will never get better. <laughs> Dang. Rather rather than thinking yeah. that that's gonna get better, you just have to learn how exactly. to how to control it, how to deal mm-hmm. with yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Need yeah. a mantra or something. I've I've learned how to deal with it a lot better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can kind of put it to the side more. You know, right. I just think, well, I was nervous at this meet and I did pretty well. I was nervous at this meet and that also went pretty well. Right. Went pretty well. So. There's no purpose in just me being nervous, you know. Right. Do you just get like run. belly nervous butterflies <laughs> yes, or yeah. yeah? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> um and I get very uh anxious. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be moving. Kind of fidgety. Yeah, exactly. Um and sweating. I get sweat a lot. My heart palpitates like very rapidly. Um, I mean, well, I mean, it's obviously working. So yeah. I think there's some level yeah, exactly. of like I mean, having some yeah. anxiousness before a race yeah. is probably healthy. At least I care. I yeah, mean, exactly. That's, that's at least sure. I care. That's, that's for sure. 